Hey everybody, welcome to uh, RZ Two Cents. Um, Hi guys. Today, yeah, today is our twenty、uh, sixth episode, so we're moving along quite quickly here, and、uh, mm-hmm. it's it's been it's been I think eight months since we launched the project. You know, we we have nothing but gratitude for all of you. Yes, yes, yes we have nothing. October. Yep, October last year. You know, we have nothing but、uh, gratitude for everyone that's that's listening, and、uh, today、mm-hmm. we are excited to bring on a new topic.、Uh, that is going to be. Uh, communication methods and how these method, changing methods impact on our lives,、uh, including、yes. in business, in business culture, in family lives,、yes. in、uh, friend circles. How does that gonna,、uh, change us? Yeah, we're gonna focus more on how、um, technology impacts communication,、yep. like the past, present, and the future. Because I think most of the communications changes in commun- the way we communicate has been the result of technological change.、Right? Yes. That has had the biggest impact on how we communicate. Um, yes. Yeah, and、uh, right now we're doing the we're recording this episode virtually. Robert is in New York, and I'm in LA.、Um, so this wouldn't have been possible even you know five years ago, ten years ago, right? Yeah. So it changes rather quickly. So today we're going to explore this very crucial and important topic. Yes, and uh, uh, just to be clear, Roy is uh, uh, majoring commu- has majoring communications at the Annenberg School of Communications at USC.、Mm, that、yes. is number one yes, number yes. one communication school in the country. So he definitely has an expertise on well, literally communication. Yeah,、you know, so. I would say most of the things I will be able to talk about today came from、um, information outside of classrooms. We don't、That's、really、right. <laughs> focus on this part of communication. Well, a little bit, I guess, but most of it has come from outside of this. Classroom, yeah, class setting, yeah, great, yeah. So, so at the at the、uh, at the beginning, I would just like to,、uh, I guess, we can categorize a couple of things first before we、uh, really make、mm-hmm. commentary, right? So, since the revolution of uh, uh, technology, I guess now we have these,、uh, we have FaceTime, so that's a、uh, uh, yeah. video chat. So basically, you can see the other person's face. So it doesn't matter if it's Skype or FaceTime、mm-hmm. or any other methods.、Uh, That's what we call FaceTime. So face, you can see the other person's face. That's video chatting. That's one、yeah. category. The other one is we have,、uh, we have audio phone call. Yeah, audio, audio call. video. So you can,、mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can make a phone with phone call with someone.、Uh, tr- traditionally, on you know, on, on desk phones now, on cell phones,、uh, just like the way we're recording. I can't see Roy; he doesn't see me, but we are、mm. talking through a mic and、uh, through a, a headphone. And、uh, yeah. and then、uh, we have methods of communicating, like letters, so, like you know, you write to people at emails, right? Um, yeah. Even though people don't literally write that much, but we write email emails a lot, right? People receive and、uh, send out information through emails too. And then,、um, mm-hmm. then we have face to face, the sit, the really in person sit down kind of communication. And I would say these are the four、yeah. categories.、Uh, do we have more?、Uh, if correct me if I if I miss something.、Mm, I think we kind of categorize、um, how we communicate based on this our sense our senses, right? There's the verbal、yeah. only. Like audio、yeah. only, and then there is the audio、right. plus visual, and、yeah. then there is the written, and then there is、yeah. the face to face, which includes, I think, even touch. Right, face to face can you can have touch, you can have spatial,、uh, a sense of space, and、yeah. um, the only visual that's rare, that's really rare, only visual.、Yeah. But I bet it happens, yeah, in some yeah. kind of weird settings, you know. Yeah, yeah,、um, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, and、uh, yeah, basically these formats. And、um, yeah, I, th- I think for the past, most of the human existence has been face to face, and then written. Right, people started being to being able to write each other, each other letters, right, and then、right. sort of memos, and then only quite recently we had telephones, and then video chat, 
So yeah, it's it's quite, and, and I I foresee the rate of change will be even faster in the future. On mm-hmm. how we communicate, we have or oh, we can talk about that a little bit later. But mm-hmm. um, you want to touch on a little bit of the pros and cons of each kinds of method, right? Let's take business communication for example. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, you know, people would people don't always prefer face to face, right? There, mm-hmm. I think there are certain settings where email written communication actually works better, or even a phone call works better than face to face or mm-hmm. video Interesting. chat. Interesting. Interesting. Do you think? Uh, yeah. What, give me a couple examples that you think actually uh, okay. email or, or, or phone calls work better than face-to-face because I, I okay. kind of yeah. actually hold the other uh, the other side of it. So you think face-to-face is always better? Uh, in my, yes, for, yeah, I would say for all of I my see. relationships. Yeah, yeah. I see, I see. I think one big yeah. thing, from my, speaking from mm-hmm. a personal experience, the mm-hmm. good thing about written is, let's say I have a face-to-face communication with someone, okay? Mm. I'm briefing them on a project. Okay, here's mm. what you do on this project. Here's the details on this client. Well, mm. in the old days, they needed to take notes. Right? Mm. I need to tell them somebody has to take yeah, notes or else people just yep, forget. Yep. But in mm-hmm. an email, I write everything mm-hmm. down and I mm-hmm. have the time to double check if all the information I provided for the other party is accurate. Right? Mm. And then I can mm. organize things with subheaders, headers, bullet mm-hmm. points, mm-hmm. point forms, and mm-hmm. then highlight certain things, underline certain things. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. italicize certain things and these i can make the important ones stand out right uh and but mm-hmm. in conversation audio or visual or face-to-face i can't really if i speak in bullet forms by the time i get to point 10 you will have forgotten point three and point four already right mm-hmm. but in a written communication i send over that email they can go back and review it and then if they have certain questions, they can highlight those sections and then ask me specifically on those sections. Nobody forgets anything. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's a record for all communication, right? That's, I think, one of the, another reason why people will use email. They leave a record, mm-hmm. right? For example, in the, in the American judicial system, sometimes people don't need to have contracts to have a legally binding kind of re- work relationship. Sometimes email mm-hmm. is enough to prove that there is a working relationship in place. However, if you talk face-to-face, there's no record, right? Usually when people talk face-to-face right nowadays, nobody's taking notes, nobody's recording anything. So there's no no record of anything, right? Pe- mm-hmm. Details get left out and then there's no, no, no record for this kind of relationship. But email, on the mm-hmm. other hand, there's record and then you can highlight, communicate the details. Nobody forgets anything. Nobody have the excuse to forget anything because it's there. You can go back and check the emails, right? And then mm-hmm. another thing is you can CC a lot of people, right? With, mm-hmm. with, with emails, you can CC people. It's like they can check if they want to, but if they don't mm-hmm. want to, they have the freedom of not checking. But in a real life mm-hmm. conversation, you kind of you're not able to do that. They either listen in on the conversation through a phone call or they don't, right? Mm-hmm. For an email, you can see your boss, you can see your assistant, you can see your manager, your coworkers. They can check the details when they need to, but when they don't feel the need, they don't need to check the details, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. that's a few instances where I think email and written communication may work better than a face to face or audio communication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I guess what I meant earlier. Yeah, totally agree. Actually, I, I, what I meant earlier was like I, I prefer a let's say a, a presentation or or a uh, written format 
along with face to face. Like, I want to meet someone. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see, in, I see. In case, like, I would, I would say, I would email your follow up. You know, or I bring a piece of paper, be oh, like, here's the stuff we're gonna go points, bullet points we're gonna go over. I'm gonna go through them at my pace verbally. But uh, in case mm-hmm. you you don't know, you can look at the sheet of paper I give you right now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so, so I, I guess think, my, yeah. my face to face is talking both. Yeah, it's including written. I, I, yeah. Like a combination of written, verbal, visual, face to face. Obviously, that's the most comprehensive kind of communication. Right? Yeah, that covers right. everything. That's right. That's right. Yep. Right. That's so, always uh, the most. And in what yep. instances do you think audio works better than face to face? Hmm. Audio works better than face to face. Hmm. Yeah. Because you said earlier, you huh. said there's a yeah. Couple I think in certain situations, when you really want to, I guess, concentrate on the exact words you're speaking. Right. Mm. Um, okay. For example, mm-hmm. when we are actually this comes to this kind of related to a podcast as well, right? Podcast. Right, yeah. The intended audience. We intend for the audience to listen to to the podcast, not watch our faces, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. when they are watching a video as, of us talking, even though our faces are beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, the, the the brain is processing our yeah. spoken words, but at the same time, yeah. they're watching, they're processing our facial expressions, right? right. They're processing how yeah. we speak and what we look like, our settings. But right. when you only, I, 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 I don't know if you ever tried this, mm-hmm. closing your eyes while listening to music or listening to something, you mm-hmm. can almost feel like your senses are more concentrated, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say when you enjoy a piece of steak or you enjoy a meal, Having it while you're talking to someone and then watching TV is different if you have it with your eyes closed and not talking to anybody and not watching TV, right? Mm -hmm. You're almost able to concentrate your focus on the sense of taste, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's been widely known. I know singers that, you know, when they sing, they close their eyes. Why do they close their eyes? Right? They Mm -hmm. concentrate on the sound, on the voice. So for a podcast, for example, if the intended... Our intention is for the audience to listen to our spoken words and the audiences are going to concentrate. They're, going, they're mostly going to be processing the content and how we speak, what we speak mm. of and mm. how we speak. Mm. And when we're recording it, I feel like if in, in, in our current setting where we're only talking, we're not looking at each other's faces, we right. kind of sync how we record with how the content is intended to be received. These are in that sync. Yeah, then perhaps it may be better because when we are doing this right now, we can close our eyes and really concentrate how we speak and our words. And this is intended uh, kind of environment for the audience to listen to. Right? We don't need to think about our facial expression. But when we're communicating face-to-face, we are processing each other's facial communication. That can be received from by the audiences. Right? Yeah, so I think verbal perhaps... Yeah. Yes, verbal perhaps works well when you really want to concentrate, st- make the spoken com- stand out. Right? You can really, mm. literally close your eyes and really concentrate on how you speak and what you speak of. Mm. That's right. Actually. That you can't really do in a face-to-face setting. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Right? That's a great point. Yeah. So perhaps I, I, that, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Actually, I think considering the format matters and, and then... Um, yeah, I think you know. Let's say a similar, similar speaker, you know, like a little bit, just a little bit more famous than us. Like say Gary Vee, he would, uh, you know, just a little bit more famous than us. But uh, he would, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh-huh. he, he would, he would, he, most most of his contents are coming from videos, right? He, so he, yeah, those would have his facial expressions. So he focuses on the visual and the verbal itself, 
and he sometimes actually a lot of times his verbals are uh, the language uses are actually quite simple. You know, they're not sophisticated vocabs, things like that, because he has the verb, he has the facial impression there to help him out. And uh, but for us, because the format is podcast, so we really need to focus on the voice, the clip. Like I think the one thing mm-hmm. I definitely can, you know, I already see myself myself doing better at it is that. Um, when I record this way, like right now I'm in New York City, mm-hmm. you're in LA, uh, we're only doing the verb, I can't even see your face. I mean, we could have turned the FaceTime on, but that would just be distracting. Yep. Um, doing, doing it this way, uh, I focus on the pronunciation of my words mm. a lot more and much more clear. Mm. Like sometimes when I speak, when we speak face-to-face, because we are still talking to each other. So when we are doing face-to-face communication, because my body language, you already get what I'm saying. And you are like, you know, we are pretty close. True. So you know my quick, like, uh, no matter how quick I go about the topic, things like that, you would get it right away. But yes, so much can be less, communicated without yeah. s- spoken words, right? We can yeah. communicate with a exactly. facial expression and the body language, but the audiences exactly. can't see that. Exactly. My, my, object, my objective is not only to let Roy understand, but also let the audience understand. And sometimes mm. doing face-to-face recording, that does get uh, taken away a little bit. I, 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 can, mm-hmm. I can see that. I never thought about that mm-hmm. way, but now um, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and then it kind of relates to um, mm-hmm. singing as well, right? And I, I know most singers, mm-hmm. when they record, going to the recording studio, when, when they really try to sing good, they have their eyes shut. Mm-hmm. They are right. really able to concentrate when they shut their eyes and really concentrate and focus on the sound. Mm-hmm. Right. So closing, closing the ability to close your senses makes mm-hmm. you cert- the other available senses stand out much more. Mm-hmm. Right. right, right, exactly, yeah. So, yeah. cool, all right. So Roy has made a couple of cases here for how certain, you know, uh, situ- circumstances uh, that for, uh, he certainly makes a case for verbal being better than uh, visual at times and then uh, uh, written being better than, uh, verbal mm. or face-to-face at times uh, and well, these are very valid points very yeah. I, I think there's one one um kind of measurement that mm-hmm. face-to-face is always better at mm-hmm. i think face-to-face has provides the least misunderstanding yes. the, the, the the least space and opportunity for misunderstanding written communication can have huge huge misunderstandings that's why we use emojis sometimes right yeah because because if you if you it's i think it tends to make everything sound more serious than intended yeah let me, let me my personal yeah mm-hmm. for um relationship management or, or you know for just social life and, and organizational culture i think when you communicate through intimate relationships this includes your wife your girlfriend or or your business partner because business partners are actually a very intense, you know, in, intimate relationship that you know uh, I've had a couple before, things like that, where um, where 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 you're really close, you know, this is something you decide to put your blood, sweat, and tears in, and, and something you invest capital in as well. So um, what happens is you want to communicate actually with the least under certain circumstances that can create the least misunderstanding as possible. So. Yes. Therefore, therefore, the first thing you don't want to do through non-face-to-face is arguments. You do not want, yes. to, want to make key negotiations or arguments over, let's say, mm-hmm. a written thing. You know, you're writing back mm-hmm. and forth, writing counter offers back and forth. Nah, don't do that. It's like negotiate face-to-face, you know. And then, mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. say, even uh, when you want to point somebody's, uh, point something out that's negative, somebody did something wrong. Like, 
you don't want to criticize. You can send an email and say, congratulations, good job, I'm so proud of you. That's positive, actually. There's no problem with that. You know, people, no one has a problem with receiving these kind of emails. But when you mm. communicate constructive ideas, things like that, through emails mm-hmm. or even phone calls, sometimes it could be misunderstood. Yes. Because it's not allowed for conversations it. and sensitive topics. Yeah, I think these definitely need to be done face-to-face. And yeah. if, between couples and relationships, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. Because there's an emotional aspect to it. When you look at somebody in the eye, you know, you can tell mm-hmm. them, um, you, you can make them feel how you feel almost like so. So yes. that, that, that you can't beat. And uh, so, so, so I guess I want to emphasize on that. But also, and for the good times too. Like say, you know, why, why hang out with my friends? Like say, uh, we are still in touch, obviously. Uh, now since I've been uh, away from LA for like a month and a half now. But, when we, but I can't wait to get back. Is that we're going to say, when we hang out, it's totally different experience One, you know, we can actually see and touch each other. You know, I don't mean to sound very touchy with a guy, but, you know, when you can touch and feel and communicate through the eyes and see how they feel. Mm-hmm. Let's say, a sim- the, the, the simplest question I can think of is, okay, uh, how are you feeling lately? Are you doing good? That this kind of question you ask via text or via phone call, the answer mostly always like, good, I'm doing fine, I'm doing great, how are you doing, man? But when you ask face-to-face, even if somebody says good, you can see, does he have black eye? You know, is, is he getting you know, enough yeah. rest? I can see your face, how your yeah. health going. How's your health going? Tired, lately, like, stressed out, you that's closing t- t- on your tell. face. You know, yeah, that can be yeah. in a way. And most people knowing that, especially with close friends, they will, they will. I mean, actually, I think, yeah, I think don't just say, don't just admit it's, they are not doing that well and they will talk. It's, but it's easier to text, see that. Yeah, I think it's easy yeah. to see that with guys. With girls, yeah. uh, if they have makeup on, it's pretty difficult to tell. You know? Yeah, true, true, true. true. Yeah. Again, you can tell how emo- how, mm. how how uh, how do you feel emotionally, you know? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I guess, yeah, with guys, physical is easier. But, 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 but with girls, their emotions wear on their faces more. Guys are better at hiding emotions. So it's the deal around. But mm. my point mm-hmm. is, um, you can, especially with close friends, when you ask these questions to give you honest answers, you know, so, so basically... Uh, you know, when you see a close friend, you 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 see him face to face, and you ask him, "How are you doing lately?" Stuff like that. He will answer uh, if he if he's not doing so well. He will say, "I'm exhausted," you know, or "I I, I freaking hate my job," or doing this. Like he will tell you that face to face on a one on one setting, but via text or via like a, a call, you know, um, it's less likely a chance they reveal uh, what how they truly feels, and 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 mm-hmm. how they and by revealing uh, how we truly feel, it's how we build relationships and build a true bond. So. I think for intimate relationships, face-to-face and seeing each other regularly, yep. it's a must. And that is why, the number one reason why, it's a pretty obvious thing. Most people say, like, say, you know, long-distance relationships don't work. You know, or like, EDDN doesn't work. It's the same. It's literally yeah. because for these intimate relationships, you have to be able to see each other on a constant basis, I mean, you know. I yeah, think, so. I think like, romantic relationships or, like, sexual relationships are the most yeah. difficult to maintain yeah, without face to face. Exactly, because yeah. sex is a big part yeah. of it. You know, you can't yes, touch. Absolutely. You can't. I think like the the biggest dif- differentiation between friends and you know romantic or, or sexual relationship is that physical yeah. contact, right? Yeah. And if you strip that away, yeah. Exactly. I mean, not yeah. necessarily orgasm, but that com- uh, that connection, physical connection, yeah, right? As we both know, if we can't you, get spiritual orgasm through our pockets. Yeah. If you, you know. if you if you boil it down, that's like the core of it. That that's what right. makes it not friendship, right? Otherwise, right. friends can eat together, they can talk about a lot of things, they can have a fun time together, right? But what it right. makes a non-friend is the physical part. Uh, that yes. I mean, that, at least that's a huge chunk of it, right? So if you strip the core part away, I mean, obviously, yeah, it's very difficult to maintain it. Uh, it's yeah. like, 
Yeah, and I will add to your point that I think people can be way meaner on when it's written in written words than compared right. to face to face. Just watch right. the YouTube comments and Twitter, right? Yeah, people yep. can be really mean, but they they won't say the same stuff to people face to face. They never say it to people face to face, but they can be like ten times meaner on yeah. YouTube and Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a phenomenon. And you know what's my theory on that? Mm-hmm. It's a basic survival instinct. People don't want to get punched in the face. If you say this, yeah, perhaps, yeah. People, no, yeah. from our survival instincts way back, like, uh, and most of these, I, I don't mean to generalize it, but it's you know, it's definitely I could do more research on it if people want a more scientific approach. But most mm-hmm. of these people who are like, say, you know, keyboard warriors and writing these nasty things mm-hmm. on the internet are generally physically, you know, smaller or not like, you know, not really. Uh, intimidating figures in real life they feel very insecure and and, 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 and uh, in a lot of ways and they wouldn't want to say things to others like that and get punched mm. in the face like like that's in, in sort of life, like the only outlet yeah yeah right? because in real life they say that somebody else somebody like obviously in today's world physical itself gets you 48 hours in jail people don't do that anymore but i'm just saying mm-hmm. they still worry about the possible confrontation like what's the worst let's say if you and i get into an argument at your apartment the uh-huh. worst case scenario would be us literally getting into a fight or you and your room yep. possible i mean would you say that's a possibility that's possible but the worst i mean case that's a very us, very 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 slim chance very yeah, very but, slim chance exactly but it's still possible but still possible but yeah. for, for us yeah. to get an argument on a phone call the worst thing you can do is hang up and say f you and say goodbye yep. right so i think the yeah. competition level is different different well, I think another big thing for people is that they can remain anonymous online. Mm. Those things they say, no matter I positive or negative, can have no consequence at all. Right. But if you say anything face-to-face or through phone call or email, yep. um, it gets attached to your identity and um, there's a record of it yep. in your reputation. There's damage yep. in your reputation. Right? Yep. That's why I think... Even in, it's, I think the biggest distinction is not between written and non-written. I think it's the biggest distinction is between like anonymous or non-anonymous. Right? People mm. usually, they, they can be really mean on t- Twitter, but they're not mm. necessarily as mean in emails. If they send a work email to somebody, they, they're not that mean, right? right, right. If they send, a, send like, a, uh, like an email or a letter to somebody, they're usually not that mean. But if they're anonymous on Twitter or YouTube, they can be extremely mean and, and just, just you know, malicious to people, right? Right, right, right. Exactly. So, no consequence. Lack of consequence drives people, yeah, in- changes people's behavior. Yeah, right. internet bullying is a real thing, man. It's a real thing. Cyberbullying, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very bad, very bad, actually. Mm. Yes, yes, so. yes. So, yeah. Have so- you had, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. Have you had any um, kind of experiences where you kind of communicate, communicated through a non-verbal mean or a verbal mean? or a non-visual mean, and then you kind of regretted it. Like you, f- you felt like the conversation didn't go well because of the method you used for communication. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. What kind of instances? Is it in work, or is it relationships, friendships, family? More personal, actually. Yeah, more personal. Yeah, more personal stuff. Um, I see. Where, where, where no, just with the intimate uh, relationship that, that you... Uh, some yeah, romantic ones or family ones that were, it's it's literally would be much easier. And and oh, and the thing is, I mean, I regret it not as in it caused like a severe damage. I mean, as in okay, most things yeah, there's one or two that cause a little bit of damage, but most of you, most of the ones I, I freaking hate is the time consuming aspect of it, man. That's why 
my least favorite thing to do in the world, actually, uh, in communication world, okay, is probably, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I guess these can be top three, I don't know, uh, not in particular ranking. Texting, I absolutely don't like. Uh, uh, phone call, I, I don't like as much. And writing emails beyond work. Okay, I agree with you. In business, I love writing emails, actually. In any numbers oh. matter, like, say, I write email to you, see how you do lately, I don't want to do that. You know, like, mm. say, um, I, I because it's so time consuming, let me give you an example. Like, when I text with someone, I can easily, something could easily be figured out via, like, five-minute phone call. And you, and the text amount, the, the literally the amount of time to yeah, for you. Yeah, time consuming. Forth, yes. It's 45 minutes. It's 45 minutes. And then, and, yeah, and the thing is, for 100%. me, I think, for me, I think because the eager, I'm eager for efficiency, like, say, in Chinese, like, teaching so I want the results done be right away. So the time-consuming aspect actually changed my mood. So the later part of the text, I get angry. You know what I'm saying? I, because I want this thing to be discussed, to be over with. I want efficiency, but I'm not getting that through the method the, uh, of texting. And by the, let's say, the 30th minute mm. of texting about the same matter, I'm like, totally loses it. I'm like, no, I don't want to talk to you anymore about this or something, you know? But via mm. a call, it will be so much easier. So... Yeah, yeah. yeah, and also 100%. I just think in general for our health. I mean, I do a lot. I'm sure everybody does it, but staring at a freaking iPhone blue light screen just sucks. Man. It it, mm. it really sucks. It's really unhealthy for you. I mean, I, I use my yeah. phone a lot. I wake up, use my phone. Like, before I go to bed, I check my phone stuff like that. But I really hope one day I can just go to Yellowstone and fuck my phone and just like live my life. <laughs> you know, like, no, seriously, yeah. because um, yeah, because it's it's unhealthy. I'm talking about from yeah. literally physical standpoint for your eyes, your body, everything. Mm. Like that. So, um, yeah, that's definitely one. And I, I, I have seen people that when they've gone without, you know, face-to-face communication for a long time, right? Let's say they kind of live by themselves and then just talk with mm-hmm. friends through texting mm-hmm. or sometimes mm-hmm. voicemail, phone call. Mm-hmm. They kind of lose the ability to communicate adequately face-to-face. Their, yeah. the, the ability and skill in communicating I'm, I think you probably never felt this but I know people that have you know it's like oh, really? they shut themselves in the rooms for a long time and they just kind of their ability to communicate face to face decreases not necessarily friends but uh, I know people like that oh cool I know yeah, people yeah. like that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I guess now, another thing I would say is in written communication there's more room for planning right you can Write it down, read it, edit, re-edit, right? There's always time for edit and you can make sure it's perfect, right? Yeah. I guess in some circumstances, that's that's good. That's why, you know, um, lawyers send each other memos and letters, right? And because uh, you got to make sure that everything's you know, perfect. And um, mm-hmm. But it also leaves more room, I think, for, hmm, how should I say, for, for lying. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Because you can clearly edit something and then change yeah. something, right? It, it's difficult. Lying to someone's face versus lying to someone via text is completely two different things, right? Different. And, and, that's and it's really I difficult have... to tell too. Yeah. And right? I guess Without a face-to-face is... connection. Yeah. Right? And I guess yep. this is kind of subjective where uh, people always love to rely on their strength, right? No matter, you know, this is just how, how we naturally cognitive bias and how we behave. So mm-hmm. I guess because I'm pretty quick on the feet, as in like thinking wise, like with a quotation mm-hmm. mark, not literally on my feet, but like pretty quick on my feet in terms of thinking and reacting and social setting. So what happens is I prefer face to face talking to it for the exact exact reason you're talking about for lying. Because mm-hmm. if somebody wants to make something up, he can't ex- really escape it because I see it quickly. You know what I'm saying? And also, yeah, you see it in the eyes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, right. Also for people who are not used to it, not even like lying or things like that, but just like say communicating uncomfortably. Like you were talking about people who hide in their places for too long and doesn't know how to, and don't know how to like communicate with people properly face to face. Because there's a lot goes into it. Where to put your hands, uh, how you stand, yep. right? Do you cross yep. your shoulders or not? Do you, how, do you use your, how do you use yep. your hands while you talk? How do you eye communicate? Eye contact. All that stuff is going to be done in a quick, like literally what's about microsecond level. To be yes. able to respond and stuff like that. That's why I love actually to throw this is a little bit, you know, uh, I guess trickery is scale here, to throw surprise questions in person. If I can mm-hmm. ask about this or something that surprised me, I don't want a and especially for the question I don't want a fake answer with some makeup stuff. I ask them surprisingly face to face, like out of nowhere. We talk about basketball for a second, I ask them about like where are you truly from or something like that. They yeah, I have no choice but either to stutter and lie or to tell mm. me the truth. Yeah, because yeah. with written communication, there's time to think and process and to make everything, per- create a yeah. perfect answer almost, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It reminds me of a, like an evolutionary theory, actually. Um, if you look at chimpanzees or other bonobos, our close relatives in the animal world, mm-hmm. our eyes has much more white to it. Their eyes are mostly brown. They don't have white mm-hmm. parts in their eyes, but we do. And one theory is that we have more white in our eyes. The reason why is for communication, collaboration, and establishing trust. Because with more white in our eyeballs, we can easily tell where other people are looking at. Right, right. Where their eyes are focusing at. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a crucial part, actually, for, especially for when we were hunters and gatherers. For mm-hmm. communication and for collaboration, for building trust. So that's mm-hmm. one evolutionary theory. You know, is that's something not communicated through verbal and written communication, right? Mm-hmm. And then we always say, you know, looking to somebody's eyes, you know, the eyes tell the truth. So mm-hmm. I think there's a, there's a merit to to old sayings like this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm, right. Yeah. That's right. Sure. Cool. So I guess yeah, well, there's a lot of advantages face to face and and. And just make the time to see people really matters. And well, what? But I guess I have a kind of a question. Like, since for me, I'm uh, this is definitely a personal preference. I really, mm-hmm. really uh, value face-to-face communication. I think nothing beats it because the efficiency of it. You know, for the fact that we can talk for let's just say a two-hour conversation, the ground you can cover, the information you can cover, two hours talking with the person, grabbing coffee or having dinner with someone, it's a lot. A lot more than I mean. It's to me. I think it's worth like forty hours of texting, or worth like mm. uh, about five phone calls, or worth like about three, four FaceTimes. You know. But how do one? I guess I have two, this is a two-part question. One: Do you feel the same way about that? Two: Is that uh, if you do feel the same way, how? Since now uh, we have acquaintances, friends, families live all over the world. Uh, how do you? I guess propose to 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 kind of solve that problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I, I think definitely it's face-to-face communication is difficult to replace. You know, that's the one where you communicate the most things, and then you sort of increases the level of you know connection with somebody or, or intimacy with somebody. You know, and um, we have a lot of different technologies we could use to try to replace that. I think you know FaceTime is probably gets us the closest to the face-to-face mm. experience, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to this day, I think there, there we, we do see a big distinction between FaceTime and the face-to-face communication. Yeah. But it, it's tough to say why. Because right? if you break it down, 
when let's say if you are sitting across me across of me okay i am seeing you i am hearing you in perfectly high definition in hd right i'm not necessarily touching you right we're not like hugging yeah. you know we're not like like yeah, uh, no. you know uh, no. sitting face to face very close and yeah. yep. i from this perspective i don't see a huge difference actually between facetime and you know, face-to-face. If, let's say, we can create a FaceTime experience that's HD, and then the camera moves as you move your head. But let's say, if you look, if your head looks down, let's say you wear kind of like a VR headset. If, you, if your head looks down, the camera looks down. If your head looks up, your cam- the camera looks up. Mm-hmm. In an experience like this, I would hypothesize that there won't be that big of a difference between face-to-face and FaceTime. I think the lack of not I mean the barriers of FaceTime is one of technological barrier that mm-hmm. one day okay. we can break. I mm-hmm. think so. Okay. Because okay. yeah, I, if we break down the face-to-face interaction um, into different components, we see that most of these components either are replaceable or will be replaceable in the future. If we can replace each component of that face-to-face experience, then add it together, it's a recreation of a very close replication of that face-to-face experience. Yeah. Right. Like FaceTime, you can't see. I can't see your body yeah. language. I can't see how you're yeah. sitting. But that's a technological yeah. barrier, I think. If there's a camera out there, awkward. that yeah. can that can yeah. get me to see observe or your body in HD. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or have you seen like the sci-fi sci-fi movies or like Iron Man? Yeah. You know, Tony Stark. You know, I, like, if like we hologram. have those technology, I, I can, yeah, I can show up in your in your bedroom right now, you know, and then yeah, and then um, I have I have the vision. I, like you can see where I'm at with my feet. Yeah, I can I, see you walking around. To, yeah, yeah, you right? don't have to like so compared to FaceTime we have now. I have to hold the camera with my arm and hold it close to my face, things like that. Mm. Yeah, if that's possible, I think we are close to it. We're pretty close to it. You know, like. Like especially yeah. in be- be- Avengers, like you know Iron Man, mm, these kind of movies, mm. you can see these technologies. I guess you know movies become to fruition. Like if you can see that, like I walk, I can walk in Ethan Grant, like my hologram will be able to walk, and then you can talk to me yeah. as you like, you get some water, and then you get like, mm-hmm. hey Rob, by the way, this you can look back at me. You know, it doesn't have to look at me straight, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I would say yeah, I would say that does eighty percent of the job. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we're probably like ten years away, less than ten years away from that. I mean. Hologram, I'm not sure, but something that's really close. Perhaps you can use a business opportunity you can look at. Yeah, I mean, let's I say something to be straightforward, not having to install cameras at home. Yeah, if you have to install like cameras or different cameras at home, it's like difficult. People don't yes, really yes, yes. Well, yeah. like how currently how we do FaceTime is we hold our phones in our hands, right? The camera right. is small, the screen is small. You can't you have you're focusing on your face only. Let's mm-hmm. say if we install each, let's say each of us install an HD camera on the top of our TV and we each have a big TV screen, okay? Mm-hmm. And then we mm-hmm. put a chair in front of the TV with our whole body covered and then mm-hmm. we FaceTime fully HD. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. see my full body because you have a huge screen. I can see you mm-hmm. as well, your full body mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. HD. I think that mm-hmm. that comes pretty close to what we're seeking, right? A face-to-face experience. Yeah, can you have sex that way? That's not okay. really. <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. But, but, but like besides, a conversation. Besides that, besides, yeah, I agree. Like, especially for close, us. Yeah, mm-hmm. for close friends just to talk and catch up on life. 
That's a good idea. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right now most of us are are FaceTiming with our phones and laptops. But if we do yeah, that, yeah, they only see a face. And yeah, exactly. It's, it's sometimes because the uh, network connection for the Wi-Fi or something mm-hmm. is not actually. You mm-hmm. see, it, there's a little bit of lag, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Imagine if we have five G. No, a few years later, that would be problem solved, right? I, I, I think 5G would at least change the lagging and the... Yeah, at least the lagging. All you need is, yeah, for the counterpart, let's say, if for sure for the next three years we won't see each other as often, then we should both invest in uh, putting our uh, mm-hmm. the display on our TV and with the camera on, and then we can yeah. both. Yeah, yeah. that'll be a good yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Point, point. Yeah, I, I think I think perhaps future yeah even 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 the sense of touch I know companies that are working on uh, have you heard of a Tesla suit it's like a, nah. a suit you nah. wear um, okay. that's, that's really that, 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 that sticks to your skin mm-hmm. and then it okay. can communicate a sense of touch you can communicate pain okay. you can communicate okay. you know somebody giving you a massage somebody mm-hmm. shaking you you can communicate that but it's not perfect but I think we'll get there one day probably Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I think I think the big picture is that communication technologies break down the barrier of um, physical locations, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. You can That's communicate right. with somebody like we're, like we're doing right now. I, mm-hmm. Well, without this technology, we can't really talk to each other. Right. Agree. 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 Wow. Yeah. yeah. So uh, now uh, we broke it down. I think the. Let me draw a couple of bullet points here. I think mm-hmm. one is where, at the beginning, I'm going with chronological order. Where I said uh, there are and, and proven there are circumstances where uh, one versus the other is better. One category versus the other is better. In these are just very situational based, right? So uh, there's circumstances where written is better than uh, visual and face to face, and verbal is better than uh, written and the other way around. Second, second point we made is um, oh, by the way. Have mm-hmm. you noticed why we do remote recording? I like to summarize just to recollect our thoughts and mm. But why I do face to face, I don't actually don't re- summarize as much. Not until the very end, you know. Mm. So I, why I do you think that's the case? Because doing verbal recording, I want to keep. I think about my audience more. I want to keep them up to date. What's up? And if doing face to face, I'm more soaked into the enjoyment of talking with you. So for so so, it's, so basically, yeah. Let me emphasize this actually. Basically, why record with you i think the big difference is i literally focus on having a high quality conversation with an intelligent mm. friend of mine and the mic is just there to happen to record why do this why i do it this way is i'm focusing on making an episode for a podcast mm-hmm. while having a conversation with you but also helps also helping the audience to 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 recognize like the different logical points and, and break down and everything so mm-hmm. i guess i'm much more focused on the podcast aspect of it and then when we do face to face, I'm literally just talking to you while there's mic right there to record. You know? mm, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think if we if we if we tr- if we try to close our eyes, maybe you would yeah. you know get to another different kind of mode. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Perhaps it's possible. Perhaps. It's possible. Yeah. yeah, but just something to be mindful. But again, I don't think either way is a bad thing. I think I think it's per- they're pretty neutral. There's pros and cons for each. I mean, you know, some people might prefer yeah. the authentic. Two people having a conversation style, just recorded to people to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and most podcasts are recorded that way. So uh, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's, a, it's an issue for either way. I think if you yeah. change, it's, or, it's a little bit changing the style and the flavor. It's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think we. I think people. Hmm, 
I do see a natural tendency for people to prefer either face-to-face or video or even just audio, right? Like that's mm. the only reason why audio is making a comeback, right? The mm. podcast industry is on the rise, right? Mm. Uh, audio books are on the rise. Where before people could just read, reading was mm-hmm. probably faster for people too, right? You can consume more information in less amount of time. Mm. But mm-hmm. people, seems like people prefer listening, right? prefer video, prefer Instagram yeah. over reading blog posts. We read yeah, over yeah. over Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So it comes to comes to people more naturally because like reading and writing is something you have to learn. You almost have to be at least kind of educated, right? Yes, right. To right, be able right. to write yes. and read adequately. Yes. To be to, yes. to be able to communicate using words, like written words, it's kind of yeah. it takes learning, takes skills. But listening yeah. and speaking, that comes to us really naturally. That speaks to the you know, deepest part of us. We've been doing that yes. since a kid. Right? That's right. There's no one on the earth, probably, I mean, not no one, but most people can communicate mm-hmm. visually, I mean, I mean, visually, verbally, right? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. So most people... Uh, but not everyone can write and read. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, most people can watch a YouTube video, but uh, only a few educated ones can read like mm-hmm. Plato and, and yeah. stuff. And, and, and uh, I suspect... Things like that. Yeah. I suspect it might be also linked to how we think. Because I, I know some people thinking pictures, some thinking words, some thinking... Right, even let's, put, let's uh, do a common denominator test. Let's, let's mm-hmm. keep the common denominator and then analyze this. Ready? Mm-hmm. For Jordan Peterson video, the clicks, the views, the comments are definitely much more engaging and the, I bet the total volume is higher than the ones who bought his book and read it. Yeah, way larger. Hundred like, percent. Way big. Way, yeah, way, way, way larger. Big. Every video is like five million mm-hmm. and all that. Like yep. even Gary Vee, his content. Well, he he's more communicated stuff, but his content, uh, the total amount of traffic he generates, is definitely higher than if he has a best-selling book. He might already have one. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. He has a book like, called uh, "Jab Jab Right Hook" on social media marketing. Yeah, there, it's not like a then, bestseller. Yeah, yeah. But there we go. Then the, the book has sold probably less than the traffic. I mean, still generates traffic, less. but it's less. Or less. yeah, or we can compare JP. For his twelve rules yeah. life, it's a probably world, probably sold yeah. like four, three, four million right now. Yeah, but, but his the video address, views. The total addressable market. The total addressable market is smaller than the YouTube videos. You know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, I think for in his case, even his podcast has fewer views, fewer listens. Yeah. yeah. Than his and, video. And, let let and, me actually do a yeah. quick search right now. Uh, on sure, his sure. most and, viewed and, and video. Also, yeah. Yeah. Why do you do that search? Actually, and and this happens. I don't think, and, and yeah. to be honest, I don't think it's a 21st century phenomenon. You know why? Mm-hmm. I thought about Winston Churchill. He's famous, one of his famous stuff is actually not his book, My Early Life, which is a great book, beautiful uh, English language literature writing. But it's about, it's a speech he gave, you know, doing World War II, the speech he gave to defend England, the speech he gave, you know, success. It's uh, going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. It's a never give up speech. These famous speeches with footages, are the ones mm. that people remember about a great leader Churchill the most, you know, like, mm. or even for JFK, the what the speech he gave. What don't ask what you can do for your country, uh, what the country mm. can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Yeah. And the speech he gave with Martin Luther King, right? Yeah, I mean, Martin, imagine, imagine Martin Luther King just posted an article. Write a book. <laughs> he said yeah, a speech. A book. Yeah. Right. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of professors <laughs> who study, you know, criminal, uh, who study, uh, you know, the, the, the discrimination in the United States, write articles and write books. But yeah, but they don't get King, 
coverage. No, right? exactly. Or even JP, right? He, I'm sure he's not yeah. the wisest professor on earth, right? Not even near, yeah. not even close. But you know, yeah, yeah. He, he's good at speaking. Yeah, yeah, but he's good at speaking. You can communicate. You get a mass audience that way. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Or, or Hitler, Hitler. Hitler. You know, Hitler, yeah, Hitler can't just write a book. Be like, let's kill all the Jews in Germany. You know, but he's gonna give a powerful yeah, speech. He, and he, he did have a, like a manifesto. <laughs> But uh, you know right. his powerful speech is much more influential, right? But, right. So, but I think something like speaking mm-hmm. is like, speaking. Everybody can do almost, but speaking yeah. well, being persuasive with your speech—that's not a lot easy. harder. That takes yeah, almost talent. When you look at somebody yeah. like Hitler, I mean, we're not mm-hmm. advocating for you know saying he's a good man or anything, but just his persuasion persuasion was he was persuasive, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I've seen one of his right. videos of him doing public speaking and um, I yeah. couldn't understand what he was saying right? because I don't speak yeah. German, but I could yeah. feel you know, his emotions, you know, I could feel yeah. the, the power, right? Yeah, that's right. Jordan Peterson most viewed video, 16 million, you know, that's like four times higher than his book sales. Yeah, so, you know, and, and, and this is only one video, right? We add all the videos together, you know, there's, yes. it's, it's, it's yes. incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. Yes. But for somebody yeah, like Joe incredible. Rogan, he probably has more listens on podcasts than his videos, right? Yeah, he's, that's right. He's, he has, a th- I think, 3 billion downloads now, his podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm, yes, so, yes. So it's, oh, it's a different... Hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, it just makes me think about total addressable market. It's different. Um, it, it's a much larger market and a, and a, and a yes. different, powerful tool, more powerful tool, you know? Yeah. Books had their glorious days in the past. Right? They had their peak. Right? Yeah. Where before we didn't have the audio and video recording technologies widely available and such. Yeah, but I, back to back on individual level, I think mm-hmm. it's still important for you for people to be able to write, speak, listen, and uh, and, and and read well. You know, yeah. I, there is something powerful about someone who can read a book for a while and some yeah. because look. Uh, this at least for academic uh, for purposes and also for mm-hmm. to be able to become real expert, experts in our industries, it's literally builds on books. You know, like um, my 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 dad has told me numerous times how to build systematic knowledge. You know, that's just a, not pieces of information because a lot of times you will learn it's pieces of information. It's famous saying in Chinese like but it's true. You know, like we learn mm-hmm. these pieces of information, but how do we add them together in a system? Is by reading systematic books and build your knowledge mm-hmm. that way, and. Uh, you know, Buffett's talk about like the, the, the most wisdoms people have human have recorded are in books. You know how to get small wiser every day. He said it's easy; just read five six hours every day, and you will get wiser. Things like that. So I agree with that thought. Like, I, there's not a smart person I've, or somebody who's wise I've met who, who doesn't read. You know, mm-hmm. so I, 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 it just depends on the map, but um, or, or the content. But I think reading is definitely important too. I guess that's an alpha generator. You know, we we'll call that like that's how you differentiate yourself from mm-hmm. others. Because as more and more people can. Can, can speak and can listen, um, but to be able to to do the to to actually um, I guess to, to read and write well, it's it's a it's a unique quality in today's world these days. And the yeah. other thing is, if you're speaking and writing, the the verbal part, the harder part actually, I want to emphasize, it's not speaking, it's listening actually. Um, it's a skill because it's passive. Because people are, especially for outgoing well, or, co- or people, who I, I will add to that. I will add to yeah. active yeah. listening. Yeah. it's difficult. Yeah, passive listening is not difficult, right? If you just sit there and do nothing, yeah. no response, yeah. right? That's yeah, yeah. what I, anyone I mean, can do. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, well, yeah, active yeah, yeah, listening but, that's engaging. Yeah, that's, that's motion. That's motion active, though. But I'm talking about like actually passive listening, like I think 
Yeah, yeah. After okay, we'll, we'll have a little bit different uh, definition difference. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, even you sit, even for two, person A and person B sitting there and saying nothing, they could be totally different. What? Mm-hmm. Just think about classroom settings. One kid might be in class, says zero things, and literally sits there. You think he's like dumb or something. Says zero, does nothing, but he sucks everything in. Right? That's mm-hmm. good if he can do that. Yep. There's yep. people who sit there and do nothing, literally zoned out, and think about like you know mm. drinking and and then you know and, yeah. and partying later. That's different. Yeah. So I'm saying either way, like some people have a more responsive like approach to listening. Some people have a more mm-hmm. subtle way let other people talk and more seemingly calmer way to receiving. But either mm-hmm. way, qual- high quality listening and being able to listen well, it's a yeah. high. It's, I mean, it's something I'm trying to acquire. I give myself a C minus on listening. So no matter really? it's possible, I will act. I think you yeah, deserve minus, better scores. No, because I like talk. I like to talk and then, um, mm-hmm. and, and 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 talking gets in the way at times. And and I, I don't let people speak for too long. It's an issue. Because listen, some people even if they want, I don't know if you, uh, I'm sure you do. Like, do you deal with people who are older than you a lot? Um, like say yeah. 40, 50 year olds. I'm yep. sure you do. Yeah. When you deal with them, you have to give them room to talk. It yep. takes some yep. time to think and literally uh, manufacture. Uh, you know their vocabs and, and, and their sentences together and to put it in the most efficient way. Um, so I think that's one part of listening to, to be able to, uh, to let, to sometimes just let the speaker speak. So it's not as, 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 as easy as people thought. And, and like you said, active listening is even harder. You want to give responses, uh, res- respond with high quality questions, right? Mm-hmm. These things are mm-hmm. even harder to do. Um, and, and that's an underrated aspect of, uh, of, of definitely one of our, you know, key skills for, for everyone. So people just think they yeah. should be able to speak well and, and do all that, which is great. But listen is uh, is important. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, especially in a conversation yeah. setting. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially in a conversation C- setting, you know. Yes, yeah, C minus on that. And, and the other one I want to say on this is a personal base as well. For uh, so we just did a speaking versus listening, right? Listening is my weaker part, and now we're doing reading and writing. Reading is my stronger part. Writing is my weaker part. So what happens with writing is that okay. A lot of people can read well, but my have you know have have have, have struggles write write well. It's it's possible because if you even if you read a lot of content, you know how to uh, put them together. Let's say uh, a little bit, but in, when you actually do write to write the same quality of stuff, it takes a different set of skill, and that takes practice, takes actually um, you know detail oriented learning and things like that. So mm. uh, be able to write well, it's it's something else uh, too. Yeah. Yes. People, 100%. Uh, people who can read a lot are are certainly great uh, and are more educated than the ones who can't read. But there's another level to get to where you can write uh, beautiful languages and, manuf- and construct you know beautiful sentences and then be able to uh, speak uh, when write efficiently. You know, um, mm-hmm. that, that takes work and uh, yep. that speaks to truly the root of your education. Yeah. yeah and that's that's just really important. You know, communication yeah. overall. So, so I, right. I think uh, everyone should take a look at their 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 four four communication skills and then uh, decide on which one you can improve on. I have grades for my own, very each I can share with everyone. My listening is C minus. I think my speaking is A. I think my reading is a B B B minus. Um, it's Hello? going to hopefully B plus to A A minus level. So for now, it's a solid B for my reading and my writing is a C solid C. So. Uh, it's gonna go up to B level soon. So yeah, so these are the ones um, people people should really have a grade on them and, and, and focus on them and hopefully be better. And, and these um, 
again, communication is, uh, I'm, I'm sure you learned that at this great school of Annenberg too. It's literally a key ingredient of how we can become successful in life. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? 